Welcome to another episode of Majoring in the Miners podcast, a podcast where we talk about how the majority of people focus on the minor and insignificant things in life. Your hosts, as usual, Mahi and Louis. So, it was one of your posts on, I think, uh, it's okay to be wrong. Oh, I'm always wrong. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's more like, like people are afraid to be wrong. And they're afraid to challenge their cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. And there's sort of, what's the other word? I can't remember it. Uh, uh, the, the, like, you know, when you're your preconceptions, like no one challenges their own preconceptions. They always look for articles or things that support yeah. their own belief. Confirmation bias. Yes, that, that's the yeah. word. Wow. Tables have turned. I guess I'm cutting too much. <laughs> Sugar, no break. <laughs> but no, yeah, like um, people tend to, and this applies to everyone, right? Me, you, everyone. We all tend to do this where we don't want to challenge our own beliefs because in a way we're defined by that belief. Mm -hmm. And that can apply to many topics. I'm not going to go over all of them now, but like it can apply as something as simple as uh, your weightlifting style. It can apply to philosophy. We just don't like to challenge ourselves or we're just afraid. You know, mm -hmm. we're afraid to be wrong or to have our beliefs shatter. I think that's a problem because that that's intellectually dishonest. Mm -hmm. And I see it a lot. Again, I can't talk about all the topics, but it just happens a lot. And so what's your take on that? Yeah, I think uh, you're absolutely right in that sense. Uh, I feel like people are, you know, what confirmation bias gives them is like that it takes away the responsibility of thinking, right? Like thinking deeper, because they think they just, they just like, decide something and they stick to it and normally it's an external source because they don't want to make decisions themselves they just want to like have someone tell them like oh you know what that idea that you kind of had and you never played with and you never looked it up it's correct so don't bother looking into it it's too much work right and then because they want to attach to that so quickly as you said they don't want to be proven wrong either like that and if they are proven wrong they don't want to admit it because they're scared because they actually did not look into it deep enough to have formed their own opinions and it's harder to shake their opinions in that sense right because they've given power to someone else entirely so like i i made that post i was like you know what i am wrong most of the time i'm probably wrong but like at least i'm right in the sense that i acknowledge when i'm wrong and then i'm gonna make it right but uh and if people like people talk to Killian as well, he like he likes to say that he's say that he's never wrong. Like he, he never gets into ar like arguments that he can't win. And it kind yeah. of reminds me of um, and I don't know if anyone's listening to this. I don't know if this is true or not. But I, I've heard that gunslingers have this policy that like you know they they when they like they spin the guns around and blah blah blah. Like the guns are full, uh, loaded. Sorry, no. and the idea is like people go like oh what do you what if you drop it and they're like. I'm not going to drop it. So the idea is you never are like, you believe so much that you're not going to drop it and you're going to work so much towards your craft that you never fuck it up. I'm going to say that again, because I have to like, uh, 
edit. Editor, fuck it up. So you, you basically, they say like you work on your craft so much that you'll never mess it up. So you don't even, you're not even one, you're not going to even think about messing it up. Right. So that, that's the mentality that they have. And I think like when Killian says, oh, I will never gain arguments and I'm like, I'm proven wrong. Or he's like, I'm always, I'm never wrong. Is the fact that like, eh, it's not arrogance. I think it's work on your craft so much and like look down all the alleyways and get all the information that you can to support what you believe. Right. Like, I know it sounds similar to confirmation bias, but it's a little bit different for me. Cause like, I think if you've done your job enough and if you like put the work in, you have an opinion. Now, if it's right or wrong, it's your opinion. And you shouldn't like, if you're proven wrong, then don't be a, a, an idiot about it. But also like, I think like people, when they try not to be too much of a, like too, too arrogant, they change positions too fast as well. So like, what I was trying to allude to is like the other side of the equation is when like people are so scared of being labeled as someone who has a confirmation bias that they like jump branches every two days. That's fair too. Yeah, that does happen. You should obviously stick to an opinion or a position, but I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, you, you could say that some people aren't arrogant just because they they're never wrong. It's more that they've studied it. But then the problem is a lot of things are subjective and a lot of things are objective. So like, you know, we lead, we like, what is right and wrong? Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you're trying. I'm joking. No, I, like the point of confirmation bias for me or combating it isn't being right or wrong. It's, uh, and I think that's the problem with debates nowadays. It's, it's become like, I'm right, you're wrong, or like, I have to be right, instead of saying, uh, and, and we're all guilty of it, obviously, because sometimes someone says something so absurd, and you're just like, what? <laughs> and obviously, there are topics where it's, it's objective to a large extent, right? Uh, where science is involved, like the, the gravity. <laughs> we know there is a gravitational force. Now the origin of it or whatnot is something else, but like we know it's there's something. Mm -hmm. So like when someone says no, there's no such thing as gravity. It's just the Earth is falling down, like some I, I don't know certain flat earthers or whatever believe. That's a bit weird, but you should still listen to their opinion mm -hmm. because they have a different lens. And I think the problem with our debates is. We, we only see our own lens. We don't want to see the other side, whether right or wrong, objectively or subjectively. The important thing is having a, like a plurality or a pluralism of ideas to see how they got to this point. Mm. So even if you want to believe something that I think is absurd, you genuinely probably believe it. So I should go and examine that source. Uh, and use that source, like if you want to prove someone wrong, you could use their own sources against them, right? Yeah. Something that is not objective, usually the, the sort of where the theory has come from has holes in it. So you kind of, you look for the holes, but you should still, although finding holes is one thing, but you should still be open to ideas because 
about what 500 years ago or whatever uh, people didn't believe in gravity right and if anyone you know said oh gravity exists they would have mocked you and then galileo came and did it so you could still always be wrong and i think that humility and just checking the other side mm -hmm. but then people like killian probably do check the other side right because they check all avenues so for instance uh, in whatever the argument is he probably will check the other side before the debate or conversation and he'll see that okay uh, this person believes that german volume training is cool Mm -hmm. and then you're against it now a lot of people including myself think gvt is not optimal but you should still study why people think it's optimal right and then you'll see that the german weightlifting team used it and they gained a lot of muscle and then one can go well they were on a lot of steroids so obviously they gained a lot of mass plus it's a it's a new novel uh, stimulus so novel stimuli, probably hormone help, uh, helped out probably, you know, they are athletes at the end of the day. So their proclivity to gain mass is higher. So you could see why it was successful for them. Let's say it like this is a hypothetical. Whereas a normal person, GVT probably would not be so good. It creates too much stress. Uh, they probably, it's not going to be as novel anymore. Uh, their hormones probably aren't as enhanced. Their diets probably aren't that good. So you need to study that source to test your own theory, obviously, because if you think GVT is wrong, you have to give an actual why it's wrong, not just, mm. oh, I don't like GVT. Like, I think it's stupid. Or I don't like burpees. A lot of people like burpees. Now, I think burpees are stupid. I think they're pointless and I think they're very stupid to teach to a new person. And I see a lot of people who do teach them to new clients because it does burn fat, but then so does walking briskly. Hmm. But I need to see why they think it's a good idea. Is it just because they're taught it like in their whatever, like their fitness gym thing? Is it because they think it's safer to do a burpee than to do another modality? But I just think debates nowadays have turned very egocentric as opposed to sort of an opportunity to just see the other side. Yeah. More of a like, you share your information, I share my information, and then we do what we want with the information given rather than me proving that my information is superior to you. Because nobody's right, nobody's wrong, as you said. Like, and I think, again, like now we keep saying his name, so like we're going to use Kelly, for example, like his. He, I think the reason that he knows what he's saying is right because it's pretty much every, everyone's right. And at the same time, everyone's wrong, right? Like, so he works a certain way and he knows that the way he works works for certain people and they will gravitate to him. And maybe like they even gravitate to him not because of his training, maybe it's just gravitating to him because of the way he is. But at the end of the day, if it gets the people the results they want, it doesn't really matter, right? Like, exactly. <clears throat> Our job is to get the results. How we got it, like, un as long as it's not unethical uh, or like messes with them long term, and it helps them and they're happy. Like, if they're happy, they're happy. Done. Finish. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, like people, again, even like, uh, well, burpees is also, I think, like, you know, they associate it with fatigue. Like, it's their idea of like if you exert yourself. Because we always, I think, as kids, we were just like 
we associate being tired with doing something like, you know, because you just have to run around in PE school and it's like, because kids have too much energy. So I think like <laughs> uh, adults wanted us to just like fall asleep. So they would give us pointless stuff to do. And then we just associate that with being active, right? Exactly. That's another myth or sort of thing that should be challenged. Yeah. The idea that sweat results in more gains or more fat loss. Yeah, it, and you know what? That's one that's like kind of, it's not measurable, right? Like you can measure so many things for progress. How am I going to measure buckets of sweat? Like, sweat. like you know what? I'm just going to turn on the heating and just... When it's summer, you just have to walk outside the flat for two minutes and you're already sweating. Does that mean you're burning fat? Not necessarily. I talked about it earlier. They just don't want to take responsibility what they want. Like they want, they don't want to take responsibility about how they think or the lack of thinking. They, they, we, we, like I'm guilty of it as well. Like I listen to so many people probably because I'm like, well, they've done the thinking and experimenting or like trying out for me and I'm just gonna believe what they say and like sometimes maybe even follow it blindly but so that's my problem with myself too but like it's i think it's, there's a difference between using people's experience or knowledge and learning from that rather than just sticking to some sort of ideology because someone said it well, yeah exactly and then as you said we're all guilty of these things like hey i go into debates and then I end up going, okay, I'll, I'll listen to their opinion. And I go, no, no, I'm right. You're wrong. And then I have to go, no, no, bad, bad. But we do it, right? Because sometimes, I mean, depending on the topic, obviously, there, there are topics where it's 50-50. There are topics where you're like, you're so sure you're right. Like flat earth. Mm -hmm. like, 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 see, that's just one of those topics where it's very hard to stay objective but then hey i did watch a two hour long flat earth conference okay right so i wanted to see their sources now i came out of it less with less of a believer in the possibility of a flat earth <laughs> <laughs> but they did they did try i'll give them that but then that's like one topic. There are other topics where it is a bit more subjective, where, you know, it's cultural, where it's uh, uh, po political. Like sometimes, you know, you have politics, I have politics. Like who's really right, you know? It's, it's, a, it's a lens. And I think that's the main problem. And I think a challenge, I would say, for people to do is actually to look at the other side. So like... If you're someone who, like, we'll take a, a very benign example. If you're a, if you're into like gaming, if you're if you're always like on PS, like if you're always pro PlayStation, check out Xbox, check out the Switch, and and again, this is benign, like this is like whatever harmless, and then still people still manage to escalate it, which I I, I don't understand how they've managed to do that, but we have that proclivity to just escalate things for no reason. Mm -hmm. you know, if, you're, if you're into weightlifting, check out bodybuilding.com. If you're into prescript, go to T Nation. Okay. You know, for every bad article or every article that is deemed bad, there are good 
there is science there. It's just you have to sift through it, right? So that's the other thing. A lot of people go, they look at a source, they're like, oh, because there's some bad, it's all bad. And it's like, no, there is good everywhere. It's just maybe it's not compiled the way you want it to be or you can't well, find it as easily. I have a question though there. Like uh, I'm, I'm going to play the devil's advocate because this is like, when is information too much information or when is information ah. information? Because like just because it's out there and you can go and look at it doesn't mean like just acquiring that information might not add anything to you or what you do, right? Like, it, yeah, yeah. It doesn't so have I, a purpose. Well, that that's the thing. It should be purposeful, right? So if like if you're a weightlifter who's trying to uh, see the other side, or like if you're whatever, if you're a bodybuilder and you you want to see why everyone's so interested in CrossFit, or if you're a powerlifter. You should be going and looking for the info to serve that purpose. It's not so that you learn. I mean, you don't have to learn about CrossFit if you don't want to, but if if you are intrigued, then that serves the purpose, right? You are checking out the source for the sake of either disputing that source, proving that source, proving your own ideology is what works for you. Uh, it depends on many things. So like... Um, it depends on your purpose in life at the end of the day, I guess. Like if you're just going to get information for the sake of getting information, then what's the point, as you said, right? Just getting information. Uh, some people get like, they get too caught up on proving someone wrong mm -hmm. or proving another source. So it's about getting the right amount of info. And then it depends on you. Like if you're interested, if you're interested in, um, let's say a philosophy. So we'll take it uh, stoicism, everybody's favorite philosophy, right? And you, you know, you're into like old school stoicism and like, you need to look at the opposite side. So like if you're pro ancient stoicism, AKA Marcus Aurelius, everyone's talking about Ryan Holiday. You can't badmouth Ryan Holiday unless you actually look at what Ryan Holiday has done, right? So that's another problem. It's like, yes, I, I, I see why you're trying to confirm your own bias. Like on a logical level, it makes sense because it's your own bias, right? So logically and sort of on a, on a reptilian brain sort of level, we want to protect us, ourselves, our cocoon or whatever. But don't come and badmouth an idea if you don't know the idea, right? If you don't understand the foundations of that idea. Yeah. That, that's the biggest qualm I have. Like, it's one thing to have a confirmation bias. But if you're going to, like, attack another idea, do some research. You might not get it all right, which is why you need to, like, challenge things, ask questions, whatever, get into debates. But don't just, like straw man an argument or don't just like invent something for the sake of nothing mm. even if there's something in the idea you don't like you need to you need to see how they interpret that idea so same thing with ryan holiday like to some people don't like ryan holiday but if you check his sources he's got good stuff in it he's made people aware of stoicism 
So there's no point in hating on him just because you don't agree with his brand of stoicism. You can dislike him as a person, let's say, or his, or that he doesn't practice what he preaches, but his books have some good to them, you know? That's just one example. They're like, you could dislike anyone and then go into that kind of mentality. In this case, like, shoot the messenger, but value the message. Exactly, because not all messages are bad. And just because you don't like the messenger doesn't mean his message is bad. And just because the messenger is wrong about some things doesn't mean all his messages are bad. Because at the end of the day, he's a human. And humans are not infallible, right? Humans make mistakes. And I think that's another problem, like this appeal to authority. But authorities can be wrong at the end of the day. Like a neuroscientist is not a is not an expert on philosophy right so like even if he says something weird it doesn't mean his neuroscience is wrong mm. it could just be his uh, sort of his interpretation of philosophy like richard dawkins richard dawkins is a well respected scientist and and he's done a lot on evolution and stuff whether whether that's objective or not is something else but there is a lot of studies and he he you know he does posit a lot of things but he also jumps into the realm of philosophy and he isn't always the best at it. But it doesn't mean you discount his other work. So yeah. I think people need to also give other people a break in general. Like mm -hmm. we tend to like value uh, opinions to a point where any little mistake is like, that's it, he's wrong, he's done. Burn, uh, burn the witch. So I just think yeah, this, this is the big problem I think the world has. And again, you see it in the West, right? Like, I'm right, you're wrong, and that's it. Like, bye-bye. I think, like, through this talk that we had, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of, like, I think I went 180 on what I said. And I'm like, you know what? Confirmation bias to a certain degree is okay. You know? <laughs> Actually, it, like, and I'm going to explain that as, um, that is, like, I think... I have problems with, as you said, confirmation bias in itself, maybe not bad, because like you've decided like some, you, you're living by some beliefs and stuff like that. The it gets problematic when, as you said, you attack other things and like you have to prove that the others are wrong. Like I can just sit happily here and like take what applies to me and I use that. And then like, if it's not harming anyone, maybe it's all right, but when it's me forcing that ideology on someone else, that's when, because they just don't match what I believe, that's when it, it, it can be, be uh, difficult and um, harmful. But also I think like my problem, if I wanted to pick a, like, you know, uh, favorite Witcher quote, evil is evil, lesser or greater, whatever. But if I want like, I'm gonna go the opposite and be like, if I want to pick a lesser evil, I rather confirmation bias than the abundance of useless information. Cause like, we are turning into these creatures, like we're turning into our phones, like our phone, we are, um, I think Elon Musk's, Musk says it, that like we're, we, are, we already are cyborgs. Our augmentation is just in our hands. Like we don't like, we, the, our phone is an extension of our personality right now. And we are turning to those phones. We just hoard information just to have it, have it available. There is like, we, we don't take the information and go and apply it to stuff. We don't learn things to use it. We learn things for the sake of having it at a swipe. So we can just like, just like me, I just brought up earlier, like 
gunslingers having like, you know, talking about, I was like, what, like, I mean, it, I used it to prove a point, but why did I have that information stored in my brain? Like, doesn't necessarily help with anything, right? So humans, in a sense, we are just hoarders of information. So I think like, in that sense, don't just hoard information, actually stick to your guns a little bit, have a bit of healthy, if we can call it confirmation bias of like, okay, I'm gonna go pick things that I can use. I, probably it's not called even confirmation bias, it's called picking the information that are useful and applicable to what you're doing, rather than just all information, everything that there is to know. Yeah, definitely. And uh, again, we're all, uh, we all have confirmation bias and we all have the negative kind to some extent where we want to prove someone wrong. And it's just about being self-aware and stopping that. Uh, sometimes it's okay. Look, at the end of the day, if you want to be critical and you want to sort of challenge claims or like if someone makes a claim and you're like, it, the claim doesn't make sense to you there's nothing wrong with challenging it as long as it's respectful yeah. and it's just a healthy conversation uh, if it turns unhealthy or toxic that's that's a whole other problem uh, for people who are not really interested in challenging claims or critical theory or whatever that's also fine mm -hmm. uh, but it's always good to challenge yourself from time to time whether it's with information beliefs even uh, systems, even if systems work for you, it doesn't mean there isn't a better one out there. Like, so even in training, like, yeah, you, you could love doing conventional deadlifts, <laughs> but then someone, you know, just throws out things you don't like, like, I don't know, barb, I mean, RDLs. And yeah, you may not like it at first, it may suck, but it may make you better at conventional deadlifting later on. Or you may end up just liking RDLs more. There are a lot of people who really like the feeling of an RDL and they never get to feel that way when they do conventional, right? So that's just like one example. It could be your training style. Like you love powerlifting and that's all you know. And then, oh, I don't know, you try bodybuilding and you love the pump mm -hmm. and that makes you happier overall. Because I think as we said earlier before the call, training at the end is supposed to be a positive thing right so at the end of it you're supposed to come out happier yeah. so if something doesn't like just because you've been doing something uh that's like the i forgot what it's called it's like the investment bias right like just because you've invested in it you'll just stick with it because you've invested in it so that applies to relationships that applies to bad investments to any anything any training modality where you do it because you've already put let's say five years into it it'd be a shame if you just jump the gun and like go into something new, right? Because you have to kind of restart to an extent. But that's that's illogical, right? Because something else could be better for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we need to do in general. We need to always test our biases and especially confirmation biases, right? Like you think an idea is right, look at the the, the sort of the confirmation that it could be wrong. Like for instance, Charles Darwin, uh, in his uh, origin of species now it gets a lot of flack from a lot of people because uh, and it should in a sense right it's from the 1800s i believe it's old it's not or the 19th century it's not fully scientifically accurate right it's someone who posited something after seeing certain evidence here and there i forgot his full story he was on an expedition or something 
But he did say something that's very interesting, but a lot of people overlook this. He actually said there are probably flaws and gaps in my theory. And there is something, the Precambrian era or explosion, he said, I couldn't explain it properly or something. So someone else is going to have to do it because he didn't have the right answer. And he even challenged people to prove him wrong. Because again, this is just a theory, right? The whole point is there will be an evolution of a theory. There will be, you know, fixing things. There will be like, it's not set in stone. And people need to realize that uh, you can be wrong. An idea can be wrong. An idea can be partly wrong. It doesn't have to be fully wrong. It could be something is sound, but there's like a small element, like there's a PC that's really good, but its processor isn't the best or its graphics card isn't the best. It doesn't mean the whole PC is bad. It might be bad for the purpose you want it to. Like if you want a gaming computer, you need a good gaming, like you need a good graphics card. But if you take that same computer and you give it to someone else, it might be the best computer ever because, objective, because subjectively it does the job. It just can't play Assassin's Creed on ultra-high HDR, whatever, graphics. So I think people need to like sort of see things with a different lens to see why things were structured the way they were. Yeah. And I love learn. what you about the, like, you can be partly wrong, right? Because, like, people, that, and that this is, again, human shortcoming is the fact that, like, you can have a whole tapestry that's amazing and then like one thread is sticking out and people keep pulling on that thread to and in, in the hopes of unraveling the entire thing. And just be like, all right, well, that one thread was maybe wrong, but it doesn't disvalue the entire piece in itself. And an example of that that I have is like, I was talking to one of the, uh, the people like I train and coach and she was saying like, and I've noticed this as a, pers as a personal trainer, people close to you will not listen to what you have to say to them as a coach. And I think it's because they recognize your, like they know you as a person, they know your shortcomings. And like, because they know that and they know like you can be wrong in certain aspects, then they just associate that with what you do as well. And they, they're like, I'm not gonna listen to you as a trainer. And then like suddenly they listen to a total stranger, you know? Yeah, and exactly. I think, again, it's sort of like maybe to a certain extent, it's a confirmation bias because they want to go to that or that idea of flocking to a great, like, you know, to a, to an entity or someone that like, you know, in their heads is infallible. Like they can't make mistakes. That's why they don't listen to you. They go to someone that like they don't know and it's a stranger and they don't know that guy's like flaws and shortcomings. And so when he says something, it obviously has to be true. Exactly. And um, that appeal to authority is also problematic at times. Yeah, could be. Definitely. Could be. It may not be, of course, but that's like sometimes people go, oh, because he said it, he's right. Like, halas. no one else can be right because I trust this guy more than any other guy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but he's human, so he can also make a mistake, right? Because yeah. like, that's the point. Uh, yeah, and the other side of it is like just because a human and he can make a mistake doesn't make him wrong in everything. Yeah, exactly. So this is the other problem. Like we're either we're so quick to jump and go, oh, bro, this guy's the best or oh, he, he made a mistake. Huh. Discredit, discredit the guy. So it's like, I think we need to reframe 
the way we think about information. Information does not exist to hurt each other. It should exist to actually promote growth. So a debate should be promoting growth. It should be that you and I have an argument or debate and I say, I'm right or this is right because X, Y, Z. You say this is right because X, Y, Z. At the end of debate, of course, it should be a friendly debate. Even if it's a bit heated, it's fine as long as it's respectful. But then they, you and I should go and say, okay, he gave me X, Y, Z sources. Let me check out the sources. If you still disagree with the sources, that's cool. But you check it out. Maybe you'll delve deeper into the topic. Maybe you'll delve deeper and through that source, prove the other person wrong, right? But delve into it, you know, learn, take that opportunity. Because there's only so much knowledge, as you said, that we can gleam out of the internet because it's, it's not filtered properly. It's, it's just too much, right? It's so many sources. But I mean, if you're having a debate with someone and you've put in the time, you might as well just like take another five minutes and see their source, right? Yeah. Or if you can't get to an understanding, that's when uh, physical altercation comes into play. Like now the stronger person had- <laughs> Of course, if someone can bench press more and is stronger. No, of course, of course. We, we always say that, uh, you know, it's bronze over brains, but, uh, <laughs> but no kids. So no one should be doing that. <laughs> Unless the argument is who is stronger. Yes, kids, choose violence. No, oh, this is not a prescript podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, okay, I think we've covered it. I mean, basically, the challenge for everyone and all our non existent listeners and whoever just go read something that you would have normally disagreed with. Like, just check, check a source challenge your beliefs hmm. google the opposite of your like google why your belief is wrong like just could be anything could be google why powerlifting is bad oh god don't google that that's gonna be in our like thousands of pages okay be i'm gonna add a caveat to that be open to looking into why you could be wrong because sometimes looking into things that you believe and you think like i'm gonna look at why i'm wrong it could be a waste of time like again it's information like I don't think we're saying go and in everything you have, go and challenge it, but be open to challenges and be open to the idea that maybe I am wrong. Don't be 100% behind whatever you believe. So be open to challenges, but I don't think like you have to go and read a book that teaches you why you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. All right. With that, we are going to bring this, this amazing episode to an end. Hope you guys enjoy the rambling. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your grandchildren, grandparents, and their neighbors to listen to Majoring in the Minus podcast. Thank you. And tell them they're wrong. Tell them they're wrong. And you're wrong. And everyone's wrong. So everyone's right. Goodbye.